Welcome to the True Wealth Investors Podcast, a show all about real estate investing to help increase your income, lifestyle, and impact. Your host for today is Chad Harris, my dad, who taught me how to fillet a fish. Hey, everybody. Today, we are talking about marketing. So the last episode, we talked about marketing and how we need to be authentic in our marketing. And today, with our marketing, we are going to talk about how to relate to the seller and kind of the art of negotiation. So this is marketing episode two. All right. So we talked about direct mail, postcards, texting, cold call, whatever form you use to put your message out there to initiate a seller contacting you, right? And a lot of times people worry about that um, as if they're gonna get yelled at or people are gonna be upset. And sometimes they are, but that's okay. You know, if nobody's upset with you, you aren't really doing anything in life. So be ambitious, upset some people along the way, that's okay. But in the last episode, I gave an example where the seller was very complimentary to me, grateful that I sent him a letter and very complimentary to me in encouraging me to accomplish my goal that I had had explained in the letter. So I think if you are authentic, um, you will be responded to well. I have got some angry responses, but vastly many more good responses. So, all right, so what is the process? You get called back by a seller, or you have a seller who texts back or whatever process you have. It used to be that we had, um, or we still have a Google Voice uh, number so that we can get voicemail messages from sellers. I use different numbers for different letters or different marketing pieces or different, you know, whether it's a bandit sign or whatever, we have different numbers so we can track what's being effective. And uh, more recently, we've had a lot more sellers who are texting and initiating that conversation through text. So whatever's more convenient for that seller, I'm okay with, right? I'm here to help them. So the process, when you get contact with a seller, one of the key things, you know, a lot of people ask, well, what should I say? I wanna make sure I have the right words. And probably many of us remember the first seller we were about to call back, right? We send out these marketing pieces and then we actually get a voicemail. We get a response from a seller and we need to call them back and we're nervous because we're not sure we're gonna say the right thing. Well, word of encouragement, after all the sellers I've talked to, which is many sellers, I'm gonna say the more important skill to have versus the right words to say is the skill to be able to listen to them. So when I call a seller back, I'm gonna ask them some questions about the property but largely I'm just gonna ask them open-ended questions about their situation, right? Why are you looking to sell the property? Um, how has your day been going? And 
Um, why do you want to sell the property? What's been your history with the property? And I'm just asking an open-ended question and then I'm going to shut up. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let them talk. I'm going to let them share their story because a lot of sellers just want to be heard. And that sounds counterintuitive. Um, it kind of sounds, we think that we need to get our message out for them. Uh, when in reality, a lot of sellers are in a distressed situation. They're having some kind of problem that is prompting them to need to sell their house and they want to be heard. They want to know that you understand their situation and can relate to it. So I'll give you an example um, of a house we bought last couple months. Um, actually, I, I gave them their first offer probably five months before we bought the house. But when they first reached out to me, um, my process is I'm going to hear them out. I'm going to talk through getting information on the house, and then I'm going to give them some rough numbers, right? So I'm going to say um, that I'm either going to buy your house all cash at a discount, or I'd be willing to offer you more if you can um, sell it to me and let me pay you monthly. So that's a secret. That's a big secret right there. So I'm getting in their mind that if I pay them all cash, which every seller says they want initially, I'm going to buy it at a discount. Or I can pay them more if I pay them monthly. So if they agree, they kind of, you know, over the phone, we get a rough idea of what the house is worth. And they agree to that. Then I'm going to go out and meet them. So I'm going to look through the house, make sure it's um, consistent with what they've said over the phone just kind of confirm that, have in my head what a rough rehab estimate's gonna be, what my all-in figure is, um, think about my exit strategy, am I gonna burr this, rehab it, and rent it and refinance it, and get all my money back, is it gonna be a flip, am I just gonna resell it, and know all that, and then I'm gonna talk to them and actually negotiate and try and get the final price, okay? So really with the negotiation, a large part of it still is listening. So this house, um, I went out, I met with the sellers and the house had, was distressed. They hadn't really taken care of it. They'd inherited it. And now the reason they were selling, so they were on our list of mailers because they hadn't paid property taxes but their reason for selling had nothing to do with the property taxes. Their reason for selling was problems with their kids and the kids' friends breaking in. And so I listened. I listened to their, you know, their issues with their kids and related to it and um, made the offer, right? So I made my offer. They said it was too low that's okay. They negotiated back. I said, that's my offer. That's the best I can do. I feel for you. And we left it at that. They said it was too low and we, we moved on. So then five months down the road, well, they, they reached out a few times, maybe every month or two months, they would text, hey, can you give us any more for the house? And I'd say, no, I'm still able to give my original offer. And then eventually they said, okay, 
we're ready to sell, we'll take your original offer. So, um, and then I uh, went back to him and I met with him again. Now here's the interesting part. Right now you're saying, where's this story going? I get it, he got the house under contract. But here's the interesting part. So I went to the house, listened to a lot of those same stories. It wasn't the most pleasant experience, you know, we're in a dark, musty house, closed up. All the family members there are smoking, it's thick in the room. I'm there um, building rapport, telling stories, listening to their stories for about an hour. But in the end, we draw up the purchase agreement. Everybody's happy. Uh, the two owners sign the purchase agreement with me. And in the process of signing the purchase agreement, they bring out another offer that they had had and I forget exactly how it came up in conversation, but another offer they had had that was $4,000 more than the offer I got on contract. And they said the reason they accepted my offer was that they trusted me and they knew I would follow through on what I said. So key, key concept, when dealing with sellers, build that rapport be authentic, be yourself, and build that relationship because that can make all the difference. That is what got me a deal, $4,000 less than another buyer uh, who had been talking to the seller. There's a really good wholesaler. I'm gonna have him on the podcast soon, a good friend of mine, and he's uh, out of Arizona. And he and I were talking about this one time and he was saying, with, in his experience, it always works best when you're visiting the seller to even get in the room that's the most distressed. So they feel that discomfort and they're ready to move on. It's those little things that matter the most, right? It's serving them, allowing them to know that their discomfort, their distress situation is about to be over allowing them to know that whatever situation they're in, you understand it, you can relate to it, and you're gonna help them. So, encourage you, when you're talking with sellers, try to do less talking and get them to do more talking. So the more talking that seller does, and the more you uh, demonstrate that you relate to them, the better that negotiation is going to go, the better you can serve them because you know their situation and either you can cater the deal to it or you can phrase it so that they recognize how it will really help them. All right, hope that helps. Hope you have confidence the next time a seller calls and uh, you get on that phone ready to respond. So until next time, Keep building your dream life one door at a time. Thanks for listening to the True Wealth Investors podcast. Visit us at truewealthinvestors.com to find archived episodes with show notes and links mentioned in each episode. Be sure to click the subscribe button today and leave us a quick review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to share how the show is helping you along your real estate investing journey.